Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of DNK Podcast. Today we're diving into a world of a young adult thriller, What Beauty There Is, by Corey Anderson. So please join me as we explore this unforgettable story. This book is set against in the background of an Idaho winter, with a story about resilience, love, and the human spirit. With these themes, it makes us as readers think, where do we find beauty in despair? Jack Dahl is a teenager forced to grow up quickly after the suicidal death of his mother. Jack suddenly acts as the only parental role in the family by taking responsibility of caring for his younger brother, Maddie. While doing so, he finds out a hidden fortune from his father that no one had told him and was left behind. Jack crossed many paths with a girl called Ava with her own secrets, marking their journey for their fortune life, for their, for their future life that is filled with danger, love, and self-discovery. What beauty there is have many themes. For example, the idea of finding beauty in despair. Jack and Ava's story is filled with the moments of unexpected beauty and resilience. It's as if Anderson is reminding us that even in the coldest winters, a lone flower can bloom, which means even in the darkest time, there's always some beauty if you search and look for them. Another theme in the book is the power of choice and decision-making. Both Jack and Ava carry the burden of their pasts, but the narrative emphasizes that it's their present actions and choices that define who they are and who they will become. It's a theme that really invites the reader to ponder upon the weight of decisions and how they can shape our lives. Corey Anderson presents us with complex and relatable characters as the relationship between Jack and Ava. Jack with his fierce protectiveness for Maddie and Ava with her courage. Both of them are characters who brings the reader along with their journey and um, will keep on making us as readers want to turn to the last page. The developing relationship between both of them is touching and heartbreaking. It's one of it's like the power of connection and both shared experiences to each other and especially to us as readers. Their understanding and um, careness from their bond, which um, also add depth to their character development and their relationship. In conclusion, this book, What Beauty There Is, is just more than just a thriller book. It's a reflection on life's challenges, the beauty hidden within our lives, and the power of love and choice and also decisions. The author, Corey Anderson, has truly crafted um, a compelling narrative that makes us as readers reflect upon our own experiences in our own lives. If you're in search of a thought-provoking read, 
that combines emotion and richly drawn characters and also lessons that will be teaching you um, and giving you positive um, looks and towards your future and your life this book what beauty there is might just be the next addition to your reading list hello everybody welcome to my side of the dnk podcast my book that i will be discussing about is the love hypothesis by ali hazelwood and it was the new york times bestseller so this is a romance novel based in the settings of uh, school science labs academia and everything and my person my thoughts of the novel i just thought like cuz i saw this book on tiktok initially and it was in those categories of like the girl fell the boy fell harder that kind of things so then my initial thought was that oh this is going to be those kind of like cliche romance novel sweet touching like it's gonna make me feel lonely, stuff like that. However, it did do that, but like, it very, it started off, just like, it's like a, a journal entry. By like a third person, it's just like the narr the narrator introducing our character, her everyday life, how everything led up, how things like it didn't rush, like book didn't dive straight into all the romancy parts it was all like build-ups and build-ups of interactions connections other people and i think that the i feel like the whole story and whole their their whole love journey went really smoothly and it pieced it pieced up together really well and yeah that was how that was how my thoughts process went went out Okay, and the key elements of this novel is like such as character, plot, theme, conflict, tone, mood, setting, style. So we have our main characters. We have Olive Smith and Adam Carlson. They are... Uh, Olive Smith is a graduate student in Stanford. And she is also a scientist. And she is currently researching on like pancreatic cancer. This... Her whole research was motivated by the death of her mother, and she really wants to find a cure, wants to, like, help take uh, cancer, like, cancer research to another level in order to help many more people because how much it has affected her own life. And Adam, Dr. Adam Carson, he's a professor in Stanford University, and he is known to be that kind of, a-hole, um, bad professor, strict, harsh, cruel, rips people's, like, pages, and, like, overall, from an outside standpoint, everybody hated him for how he teaches and everything, but only Olive knows the other side to him because of how much they interacted, and she just finds out that, like, Adam is a really sweet guy. He is misunderstood. 
like his actions are still like kind of bad, but like he his like intentions are not cruel at all. Is is it is his intentions are for the best for his students because he wants perfect scientists, not perfect. He wants like outstanding scientists and not only just like mediocre and whatever. And then our other characters, we have all his best friends. We have An and Malcolm. The whole story revolved around the main, like, conflict, which was Olive wanted On to be fine and wanted all wanted On to like go on and date Jeremy, which ha- which was Olive's ex, which she, to be honest, never had any feelings about. Any feelings for him? They I have no idea why they dated, but On really likes Jeremy. And but whatever that was stopping on was the fact that she she respected girl code and was like she shouldn't date her best friend's ex, but Olive tried to reassure her multiple times that like she is over, she is over Jeremy and she is like she doesn't care about it anymore. But On does not believe it. So the whole story started out with Olive kissing Doctor Carson in the middle of a hallway for On to see. And convincing on that they are dating, quote unquote dating now, so on could be, on could like rest well and go date Jeremy, the guy of his guy for dreams, and they went on to have a happy relationship. Malcolm, he is also Olive's one of Olive's best friends and uh, her roommate, and Malcolm knew what was going on between on and Olive the whole time, like he didn't really support the fact because that meant that Olive would be lying to on but like he understood where Olive came from and she supported she supported her he supported her throughout the whole like thing and the plot oh, hold on I'm not done with characters the characters we also have Tom Benton he is also a professor but he is based in Harvard and he is one of Adam Carson's best friend. He um he accepted Olive's like pancreatic research request and offered to have her in his lab where they have better facilities, better lab, better money, like overall better environment to pursue her research. However, this man it's not what he looks like. He went on to sexual harass her in the middle, not in the middle, after her speech in like uh, a huge conference for science. And then he, she, he accused him, huh? he accused her of sexually seducing Adam just to get near him, to get close to Tom Benton. So like just like overall use Adam. Well, Olive never even knew Adam knew Tom Benton, you know? It's just like, the fact that he had the nerve to assume that, that's the first thing that he assumes. He does not believe that Olive is a good scientist. He only believes that she is, like, mediocre. Like, it is just crazy because that's what, mm, he's a perverted piece of crap, piece of trash, sorry. And just, uh, he believes he first believed that Olive was seducing Adam. Now he believes that she is also trying to seduce him by wearing a short dress to the conference. Like, 
it was it was a really traumatic experience. Not traumatic. It really hit Olive hard because she doesn't do she does not like public speaking at all. And it was probably her first public speaking, and this is what she gets after her first public speaking. She's like, imagine how she would feel, and she thought that she did well. She thought that her pancreatic research is finally getting somewhere. However, the truth was that the reality was that. The person that accepted her pancreatic research wanted her for a body and did not believe her at all and just accepted her because he wanted to see her more in a very like perverted way, not genuinely like not genuinely liking her and everything. However, on the other hand, we also have Holden Rodriguez, which was also Adam's best friend. Adam Tom and Holden, they all knew each other since, like, high school and something. And Holden was never a fan of Tom because he was, like, a sly fox. Like, Tom was a sly fox, and he would notice it, but Adam wouldn't. So he just thinks that, like, Tom has other intentions that are not in the surface. And he just overall did not like his well-being. The theme of... Uh, this book is familial death, power differentials, intimacy challenges, and workplace sexual harassment. Familial death was what drived Olive to pursue her research, as I mentioned before, because her mother passed away from cancer. So she strives to be better and just... Uh, Hope to achieve something with her research and just make the world a better place. Power differentials. I think this theme was discussed by how, like, Adam was a professor. He is feared by a lot of people. And people obviously treated... Oh, I missed the whole thing. I'm so sorry. Um, in order for Aunt to believe that Olive is actually, like over Jeremy, Olive and Adam agreed to start fake dating until, like, September 27th, right? This, I think this set it out, like, the first, maybe, it started off, like, the start of school year or start of August. But anyways, they agreed to fake date. On Olive's side, she, her requirements and her cause for this is to convince olive that she is convince on that she is oh my god i've been talking for 10 minutes uh convince olive convince on that she is over jeremy and with adam he has other intentions but you have to read the book but his like surface intention is that he wants the school he wants stanford to believe that he is not transferring to Harvard, although they have made some very tempting um, requests. And in order to like uh, convince them, just like convincing, I'm a teacher. I'm dating well. I'm I'm dating a grad student right now. And okay, it's an eight year difference. It is still socially acceptable. However, I'm a professor and I'm dating a grad student. And there's no way I'm leaving because my girlfriend's right here. So you got to have to, like, give me the money to, to pursue her research. Pursue, pursue his research. Something like that. So that was why everything started. And 
on would constantly like tell Olive to go, go, go kiss your boyfriend, go put sunscreen on him, blah, 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 blah. like just like convince her. And she felt really awkward because like that's something, it's not real. Like whatever they had, the fake dating process, like it was awkward. And they didn't know, they didn't even know each other before that, did they? I don't know. But anyways, power and differentials after the whole news of Adam Coulson and Olive Smith started dating. Everybody started treating Olive like way nicer because maybe they think that they don't want to anger Mr. Dr. Adam Carson and just treat his girlfriend with respect. Yep. Intimacy challenges. Mm. Adam is a very. Adam is presented as a really cold, nonchalant type of person. And I think it was hard for him to open up or just feel, like, loved. Because he is scared. I don't know. He... It took him a while, I guess, to f- fully show how he feels about on About Olive. I'm so sorry. Because of... He does not know what uh, what Olive wants. So he has trouble, like, presenting himself and something. But he does not stop himself from showing care towards her, though. Like, when she is crying, when she is... she off, He offers to buy her, like, coffee for their fake dating processes. So, it's all cute. It's all fine. Yeah. Workplace sexual harassment. Tom Benton, this perverted piece of garbage. I hate it. Like, ew. That's just unacceptable, Loki. Because, like... You would you you assume that your best friend's dating a girl just for her body, right? And you're assuming the girl is only getting close to your best friend for her body, for his body and not his body, for his um everything. For his what? Uh-huh. It's just crazy. It's ew. It's just disgusting. Okay. And then the tone of this whole novel was really, like, from a third-person narrating. Uh, it was not really intense. It was really relaxing. It was intense when they had to be, such as, uh, those in- like intimate moments between Aunt Olive and Adam. And those, like, when Tom Benton said all those things to Olive, they, had, they were intense. But the whole, uh, the whole tone of the book was really like relaxing mm-hmm. uh yeah i think the book connects to like modern life in academia and i really i'm really still like hooked on the sexual harassment part because workplace sexual harassment is very like severe really serious and it happens to way many people it happens to everyone like you have a chance like not everyone like i wouldn't say that like every single i'm not surprised if every single girl had like sexual harassment because guys i'm sorry but yeah Ugh. that's all i have to say about the love hypothesis I just feel like since the author had uh, had experience in academia, the way that she described it, 
the way that she like uh like set out the book the way that she wrote the book was really easy for non-academic like non-academia readers to understand how it is like in those kind of settings and yeah uh the book ended well ended out really well i i loved it i personally just love romance things so it was really good it was really like sometimes when i was reading i my jaw dropped and it was really engaging and i'm very i was very invested in this book i've never this is like actually my first book that i willingly finished to read other than like other like books that i've read when i was like a kid or something but this book i really recommend it if you love romance if you love like i don't think the science part was a real big of it it was a lot of puns it made a lot of science references that's why but the overall romance part of it i loved it i loved it how like yeah i would recommend it so here let's go on to my friend's point of view on this book she read this her name is Sienna Schindler, and she read this book when it came out. I read this book a bit late. I read it this year. like, So yeah, let's go see her opinion of this book. My name is Sienna Schindler, and I'm going to be doing a quick feedback based on the Love Hypothesis book published in 2021. Um, so just a quick recap. I actually started to read the book or i purchased the book because i really love science and i really liked like the whole um the whole science part of it how they're both scientists you know in college and i really liked the fact that the relationship between the two throughout the novel was between a professor and a student so it's a little bit more realistic instead of just being two students or just a professor um with another professor so I thought that was very interesting and also the fact that olive didn't know at all um who he actually was like she didn't she didn't remember the fact that she was the professor that she encountered um a few years ago but he knew that she was olive and i really liked that that gave like some suspense to the book and i wanted to keep reading because i wanted to figure out whether olive was going to figure out that he was the dream guy that she, you know, that she, um, that she's been thinking about this whole time. And once they started dating, I really liked how their relationship was like in depth. Like they actually cared about each other and that he was always very helpful and he was like very, very kind and loving to her. And I, I just generally like, for me, it was a hook. Like I just, I couldn't stop reading and some components of the book that had like actual sciencey stuff like, <laughs> like different experiments and discoveries that they were both going through they were both very supportive of each other and um they were i don't know i, I just really liked in general reading and i felt like there was always some sort of um some sort of like suspense and there was some sort of 
just like general plot that was always developing like there was always something better the next chapter and something more interesting that was going to keep happening like there wasn't a time in the book where I felt that it was boring or that I wanted to stop reading and that's probably why I kept reading it and I probably finished it in like a week (laughs) but yeah long story short I think it was a great book and I would definitely recommend it to others okay thank you so much for listening to our podcast my name's katie my partner name's don and have a wonderful day feel free to go try and read those books out i really recommend it and yeah see you next time